0: Hello, lovely. Welcome to Airdrops from Erica. Thank you for being here. Um, That's me. I'm that Erica. Erica Cullum here, the witchy intuitive life and business coach slash human behind collective commons. And this transmission is being created and shared with the intention of cultivating connection through radical authenticity. If you'd like to learn more about how I can personally help you with that through one-on-one coaching group events and on-demand workshops, please connect with me. Um, over at collective-commons.com or on Instagram at collective.commons. If you sign up for my email list, I'll send you a free class about tapping into your intuition because self sovereignty and listening to ourselves, I believe is step number one. But anyway, what the fuck do I mean when I say radical authenticity? Well, I'm so glad that we're talking about this today because it's so, so important. And it really is kind of the crux of what I do. And when I say radical authenticity, to me, it means acknowledging and accepting all of your aspects, that collective of your many multidimensional selves within the common space of your body. Hey, collective commons. Um, Now, nobody's saying that's easy. We've got a hell of a lot of layers and nuance, and we are incredibly complex creatures. And I think just even starting there by saying, hey, I am infinite possibilities. That's a wonderful place to start recognizing that we are constantly evolving and changing is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves. So, uh, there's that viral meme of Jake Wesley Rogers saying, I'm a moment. I'm a journey. I'm a destination. I'm a cross between a leaf and a cloud and a heavy piece of machinery. I am, and I just love that. So, oh. Once we realize that we are an onion with never-ending layers and we get curious about that, I think that's that's just a really good place to start with this, this radical authenticity piece that I speak of. And then for me, at least, I know my neurodivergent brain, but I really think all brains in general, like we work best when we have a framework or a structure that we can kind of, Play in, right? Like we've got to build our own sandbox so that we can begin to explore the depths of this bottomless well that is us. And this, my friends, is where my holy trinity of modalities comes in. Now, let me preface this by saying that I am a very scientifically minded person. I have been praised as well as on the receiving end of many eye rolls because I I require a deep level of understanding before I jump into something. I ask a lot of questions, and I truly want to know how everything works. Um, when I was a kid, my favorite book was this like giant encyclopedia thing called How Things Work, so I've got that just in me, but as I've gotten older and hopefully wiser, I also realized that I don't have the bandwidth to understand exactly how everything works um, as Julia Cameron says in The Artist's Way, you don't have to understand how electricity works to use it. And that really stuck with me when I hosted The Artist's Way study group that I did earlier this year, which is a self-study course that you can jump on for free also on my website. But that, that not needing to understand something to use it uh, was a new concept to me uh, because I've, I've, for so long, wanted to understand everything. And so that's, really kind of how I feel about the three things that we're going to get into so without further ado my holy trinity of modalities is astrology human design and gene keys now whether you are a skeptic or an advocate for those one or all or some of those um there's a spectrum there and I still think that this this episode is for you um Now I come from an upbringing where these things were not respected. In fact, they were mocked, I would say. Um, And it took me a really long time to be willing to explore them. And I got to tell you, if they weren't so fucking accurate, I'd have my doubts, right? And I mean, to be honest, I still have my doubts, but the more that I explore them, the more helpful they are, Um, the more they help me make sense of myself and other people and just the world around me. So I don't really give a shit what anyone else thinks of them anymore um or that I don't understand exactly how they work because they have truly enriched my life and my ability to one feel confident about who I am as well as two understand and relate to others so as humans who understand and learn through storytelling I'm going to share some of the aspects of my astrology, human design, and gene keys so that if you're not into these things, maybe you'll get a sense of how they might be of interest to you. Um, and if you know me, you'll be able to gauge for yourself how accurate they are. And, you know, if you're already into this stuff, then this is just a fun conversation about how dope this shit is, right? So one more, one more disclaimer. Um, I am not an expert in any of these. Again, I... One of my gifts is just being able to one, wanting to know a little bit about everything, but two being able to synthesize things in ways that, um, help other people understand it. So that's, that's what we're going to do here. And with all of these modalities and just like with anything that I ever talk about, like, I invite you to listen and to take what pieces work for you and leave the rest. Like not everything is for everyone. Um, sometimes we just need to find the nuggets, the little gems in something and that's that's all we take away from uh, whatever it is that we're we're digging into and that's totally cool. So, here we go. All right. We're starting with astrology because it truly is the OG. It's been around since at least the 2nd millennium BC, so well over 2000 years. And I mean, just a little preface about this, like we know that the moon's cycles control the ocean's tides, right? We as humans are at least 60% water. So of course the moon is in its cycles are pulling on us and all of the water in us as well. And so if we know that about the moon, which is just one small entity of our solar system, then What the heck else are all those planets up there doing, right? Like they've got some kind of energetic force field as well. And we know that everything is energy. And so like, why not get curious about this? I mean, our ancestors, (laughs) we're only here because of them and they had to use the moon and the stars and the sun to tell time and to be able to plan and strategize, you know, their, their worlds, their lives. So, I mean, to me, it just makes sense that, you know, one of the things that I may have talked about before, but when I ever, I have a question about something, I always revert back to nature and like, what happens in nature? What happens when we take human logic out of everything? Like how do these things work? And so I love this idea of just, going back to the celestial skies and and seeing what's going on there. And so to me, astrology is the energetic weather. Um, And, you know, with the 12 zodiacs, those are the series of archetypes that we embody. And we know like all good archetypes. um, We are all of them. It's just a matter of how they show up. So I think of like a mixing board in a studio when you're recording, like all of that giant board with all of the different controls that you can like turn up or down, whatever's in the mix. And that's what astrology is to me. Like how much of this energy is turned up or turned down right now? So for a long time, astrology felt really confusing to me. I just didn't have any interest in learning it. Um, but then I was listening to this podcast and I heard um, an astrologer, Deborah Silverman, talking about astrology through the elements and how each one of the 12 zodiacs is categorized into one of four elements water being the emotional side of things, air, mental, mind, fire, passion, sparks, you know, and then earth, this grounded physical energy. And that really spoke to me. So I started there with something so basic, right. And just having to know four things, just the four elements Um, and, and just learning through that lens and starting to see myself and others, through that view of the four elements that felt really accessible to me. So, you know, when someone was being like overly emotional, it's like, oh, well, that's, that's just their water element, right? They've got a lot of water element. So how can we balance that out? Or if, um, you know, first like air, someone's got a lot of air, a lot of thoughts, a lot of, you know, big mental energy. Okay. Well then how do we balance that? Maybe we need to bring in some earth elements. So how do we get grounded? Um, Now, funny story, like as life works out, I was listening to this podcast a few years ago and it wasn't a podcast about astrology. She just happened to be a guest. Um, And I was listening to it when I was going to meet a potential client. And this was someone who I didn't expect to talk to astrology about at all. I thought we were meeting about something totally different, but astrology came out because it turns out that was something that she was getting ready to incorporate, but she hadn't really talked to many people about that. And so I mentioned like, oh, I was just listening to this podcast with an astrologer, breaking it down by elements. And she was like, oh yeah, Deb Silverman. Right. And I was like, I don't know. And I pulled up my phone. And I was like, "Uh, yes. And she's like, oh, I just came back from a retreat at her place in Hawaii. And I was just like, what? Um, so anyway, long story short, I began working with that client and I had to learn astrology for the gig. And she also got me a wonderful natal chart reading that just sealed the deal for me, uh, Honestly, having my natal chart read was one of the most validating and empowering experiences of my life. It truly helped me have compassion for myself, my experiences, the people around me. It just really helped me accept myself and and love me for who I am. And it made me confident enough to stop hiding behind the things that I thought weren't cool or acceptable or made me weird or whatever it was that that was. And that was... A turning point for me, truly. So um, if you're familiar with me and my work at all, I talk a lot about being an air queen because my my big three are all air signs. So we have our, our big three signs, right? We have our sun, which is kind of like our core, like what we shine out to the world. And so I'm a Gemini sun, the twins, curious, intellectual. I pick up things easily, love to communicate, Check. Um, then we have our moon sign, which is kind of like our inner world, our emotional self. I'm a Libra moon. Libra is the scales, craving balance, peacemaker, um, love being creative, easy for me to see all sides of an issue. And then we have our rising sign. So that's really kind of how we show up in the world. Um, and this is one, I guess I should have prefaced this all of these modalities, you do need to know pretty much your exact birth time and place um, so that you can really get an accurate snapshot. And so horoscopes a lot of the time go by sun because that's the easiest to tell, right? We just need to know our date. Um, but like our rising sign, we, we really need to get kind of drilled down to the birth time because that changes every two hours. And so know that, but I will say that if you're able to find your rising sign, I highly recommend reading your horoscopes for that because those tend to be more accurate. I'm an Aquarius rising, um, which, really, really resonates with me. Um, probably my favorite placement in my chart and Aquarius is the water bear, right? Like I just want to give everything to everyone. Um, absolutely feel those humanitarian vibes. Um, but also the rebellious visionary vibes, always looking to the future. I'm fairly eccentric. I love weird. I love original. And I absolutely like cannot just go with the flow if I don't agree with the flow. So all of those signs—Gemini, Libra, Aquarius—are all air signs, and so, like we said, air is our thinking, our thinking mind. So all about thinking, communicating, language, information. You know, think about air; it's absolutely vital. I mean, really, all of the elements are vital. Um, we have to have air to breathe and yet it's invisible. And I, I get that. Like I'm like the wind. I don't get tied down to anything easily. Um, you know, on the low side of that, it's it's easy for me to detach feelings pass through me incredibly fast. I move on easily. Um, I analyze, I synthesize, I ask questions and then I want to share all of that information, right? Like just the wind scattering, (laughs) scattering seeds all over the place. So, um, you know that was kind of this you know the basics of of my astrology but one thing else that i find really interesting so also in astrology we have um 12 houses and each of the houses correspond to a different aspect of your life and so you'll have each of the zodiacs you know 12 houses 12 zodiacs one of each so again you have all of these things in you um and then we also have planets and these other like these other things and so one thing that I find really interesting is Chiron, which um, Chiron in Greek mythology is the wounded healer. It's in our, in our charts, it's the, you know, the thing that we're here to heal in this lifetime. It's not a quick fix, it's an ongoing journey. And so my Chiron is in my fourth house in Taurus. So the fourth house is all about your home, your family, foundation, emotional core, parents. And um, yes, I have, I have wounds there. you know, I didn't know my father have any kind of relationship with him until I was a teenager. I'm biracial, but I grew up in a very homogenous white environment. And so there are these cracks in my earliest foundations. And I didn't realize that until I was much older, um, because I still, I had a really great childhood and it was filled with a lot of love. And, you know, my parents, my family, they did the best I can, but like my friend Gary told me, who will be on the, on the podcast soon. Um, and this isn't his episode, but trauma isn't about what happen to you. It's about how it makes you feel. And so I get that. And I can actually, I can see a lot of my core Gemini in my home life too. Like the twins, these two sides being biracial, and even now like creating a very different home life for my family that I've intentionally created with my partner and my child and our companion animals. And that's all part of my healing. And you know, as far as the Taurus piece of that, like, it's no coincidence to me that my mother is a Taurus sun. My husband is a Taurus rising. My kid is a Taurus moon. There's probably more Taurus around me that I don't even know about, but I don't know everyone's charts. Um, So this thing that I'm here to heal, it's not going away. It surrounds me. And I love that because Knowing my astrology makes me even more aware of it and able to give it the attention and energy that it needs to heal. So astrology was my first you know, dipping my toes in the water of these esoteric modalities, and after I was into that for a while, human design came into my awareness, and that's a much newer modality that came around like late 80s, early 90s by um, a dude that has since been perceived as problematic, and I'll be the first to admit that human design can feel a little rigid, perhaps inaccessible, or, you know, even dogmatic for some, and valid, um, But the thing is, it's so layered and complex and accurate for so many people that I just, you know, I choose to use it as a tool. So just as a hammer can build a house or smash a window, it's up to us how we use it. Um, That said, human design is this fascinating alchemy of astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah and Vedic philosophy via the chakras. And so similar to how in astrology, we generate a natal chart of the sky the moment you were born that's what I was talking about before, if that wasn't clear, um, human design generates a body graph based on the moment you were born, but also a moment three months prior to that, when you were in the womb and in doing so it creates your conscious and unconscious characteristics. Um, and so like, here's the thing, like, even if we don't love the dude that made human design, um, I just refuse to believe that one human being um, had the capacity to create this themselves, because as much as I don't vibe with the messenger, and he does say that this was like channeled over eight days, you know, he heard this voice. Um, There's something in it. Like there, there truly is. And so well, that said, human design is like the blueprint, like the owner's manual of how you work, what makes you tick. Um, just like you get a manual with your new car or whatever gadget you get. Um, this would be like if you came with an owner's manual, with a, with a blueprint, with a map. And so- Um, they call human design, the science of differentiation, because there's so many different possibilities and it's really about what makes you unique. It tells us how our energy works, how we can best make decisions like strengths and weaknesses, what some of our gifts are like all of that good stuff. And so, um, there are different energy types and kind of these different profiles. So I'm a six, two generator, the six, uh, signifying a role model the two a hermit six twos are seekers they tend to be super curious they love exploring new topics learning new information Um, they set big goals using their values and ideals as a compass to really set their target for what they want to achieve Um, and I feel that right and as a generator too like generators are the way that their energy type works is once you find something that lights you up, that you're really fucking excited about, like you just can't stop. Um, and I absolutely feel that. But also, if it's something that I don't want to do, like I just I can't get going, and that really rings true to me. Um, another thing about generators is that we're really supposed to like listen to our guts, right? So that initial uh huh uh uh kind of internal like just sound that we make to ourselves like that's that's how I know how to make decisions right is by by trusting my gut and so one thing that I found really interesting about my human design was um my incarnation cross so basically the incarnation cross is like what is your purpose and mine told me that I'm here to educate by way of the lecture said, you are here to teach the masses. You find your audience in what you are good at and what your passion represents. And when I first heard this, it was actually from my friend, Ren Bright, who does these cool soul purpose readings where she opens your Akashic records, looks at your astrogeography, your natal chart, your human design. And she told me this lecture piece a couple of years ago. And I was just like, nah, that's not for me. Uh, But as time moves on, I started thinking about it and realizing that it doesn't have to look like, you know, the first image that popped into my head was this college professor sitting in this giant lecture hall talking at a bunch of students and then, you know, I realized like, again, Aquarius rising, it doesn't have to look like that I can make it look however I want it to look and so. Um, a couple of years ago, I helped a client launch a podcast and I guest hosted their first few episodes to get them started. And even though I was like hugely resistant to it because I was not comfortable using my voice publicly yet, I ended up fucking loving it. And it reminded me that like, when I was a kid, I had this talk boy, which if you've ever seen home alone too, it's what Macaulay Culkin's character has. It's like this handheld tape voice recorder, um, that has a voice changer on it. And I used to create radio talk shows for my best friend who lived across the street. Um, I was obsessed with the radio as a kid. My best friend and I used to call our local radio station all the time, made friends with the DJs, like sent them Christmas cards. Um, We had secret identities because we were kids. In hindsight, they probably could tell that we were kids, but, you know, we were trying to pretend to be adults, but our, our code names were Simon and Garfunkel. And I was Garfunkel, of course, because hello, Aqua Rising, let me be the weird name, please. And thank you. So anyway. She made the talk shows too. We'd swap them. I loved it. I used the voice changer. I made all the commercials. It was like so fun for me. And then, you know, I also used to use my family camcorder to make talk shows, even though I wasn't comfortable using my voice yet, but my little sister was. So I'd have her be like the star, Um, you know, even for a long time, like whenever I was doing something in my head, I'd silently be narrating it. Like I was on a talk show. (laughs) Um, So this has always been in me, but I really never dreamed of doing anything with it because for so long I was just afraid and not confident enough to speak up or be seen. But, you know, after hearing that in my human design, I let that incarnation cross-purpose marinate for a while. And finally this year, I was just like, all right, let's let's try a podcast on your own. Like also, you know, I've been doing a lot of classes and workshops and my neurodivergent brain thought that because I need to have something live and in real time um, to do it that everybody else did too. But then I also realized I'm not like everybody else. So I've also started putting my classes and workshops that I've been hosting um, back online as on-demand classes so that they can be available to other people and not just the folks that were there live. And so here I am living my design and it feels really good. And I'm not sure that I would have, you know, even though I've had this like deep desire to basically have a talk show, which, you know, would have never known as a kid would turn into a podcast um, because who knows what your technology will be. But like, here I am, like doing the thing that I've always wanted to do. And uh, just having that little push from my human design really, really helped me just feel empowered to do it. So that's a little bit about human design. Let's move on to the third third aspect of of this trinity, and that's Gene Keys. Um, this is the newest modality. It's an evolution from Human Design. It was founded by Richard Rudd, who worked extensively with the Messenger of Human Design. Um, and Gene Keys is like the next level. Where once you know your design, how do you elevate that? How do you achieve your higher purpose when when you're you know when you know how your body works, how your energy works? Like let's let's take it from there. So it builds upon all of the things um, that, you know, we've been talking about astrology, human design, but it also introduces in it um, relation to our actual DNA. So one of the big things in human design that it pulls from the I Ching are the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching, which the I Ching is like the oldest divination text that we have. And basically those, those 64 hexagrams were what was created as, the 64 archetypes, right? They're, you know, at the time, the end-all, be-all kind of, these are, these are the archetypes in the human existence. And so guess what? There are also 64 codons in our DNA. So um, a codon is a sequence of nucleotides, which together form a unit of genetic code in our DNA or RNA. Um, So, As you can find on genekeys.com, it says the 64 gene keys contain a contemporary wisdom that is designed to actually communicate directly with the 64 genetic codons inside the nucleus of every cell in your body. So in every sense of the word, this is a living talking manuscript whose sole purpose is to trigger a recognition within the many layers of your being. Whew, wild, right? Like amazing. Um, So, and this was also something that was channeled by Richard Rudd. Again, I, these things are so complex. Like there's, there's just no way that, that one person, I don't believe one human brain could come up with this. And so I'm not a religious person, but people that believe in religion, like, it's wild to me that they don't believe in these things because it's like, there's actually science behind these things, right? Like we can, we can track the moon and the stars and the planets. We can see that there are 64 codons in our DNA. Like there are real things here, but I digress. So, okay. Now stick with me. where uh human design can feel limiting to some the thing that i love about gene keys is that each section which um i guess in this model is called a sphere it has a frequency band um so it's kind of got this this beautiful spectrum so it's not just like you are this it's like okay there's this and then here i've got kind of the levels of it so you've got like the lowest vibration of that attribute which is the shadow how you know like you're not you're not kind of living living in alignment with with what you've got here and then you've got the middle section which is the gift um when you're when you're kind of on track there and then you've got the highest frequency which is the city and that's that's like you're doing it right so i'm going to tell you a little bit about my gene keys um because this also is the newest modality it is the probably Jinkies.com is a wonderful resource. There's a lot of information there. Um, but my Jinkies reading with uh, Fairy Godmother Karen Lepage was the second best reading I'd ever had in my life. It was so, so enlightening. And I cannot speak highly enough about it. And Karen was trying to get me into Jinkies for a long time. And I was like, I'm not ready yet. I'm still a baby learning all these other things. But I got to it in time, it was really great. Um, and I highly recommend. So one thing that I think is super cool in Gene Keys is you get a holographic profile, um, which again, right, taking it to the next level, it's like this 3D, you know, scientific thing. Um, and one of the most interesting parts to me is, and there's there's some different sequences for like your relationships, your, your purpose, um, you know, how you move through the world. And in one section, there's a part that goes through like different stages of your life and holy shit was mine accurate. Um, but anyway, one of one of those was um, my IQ sphere, which is like kind of the mental development cycle. And so it's shadow, like the low vibrational side of that shows us what we've learned in order to control our emotions and override our intuition. And the higher frequency, the city, the gift of that points to areas where your mind can have the greatest influence in inspiring and elevating the minds of others. And it totally tracks. Like for me, I had learned to forget and conform. Hello, so so good at conforming. Went to a Catholic school. Um but through courage and mindfulness, I'm able to move into my city, which is revelation and creation. And I reach that point by retreating, by keeping my mind and body still, which is exactly what I do, y'all. Like, I literally spend hours sitting in a chair in my living room, totally alone, listening to music sometimes after everyone else has gone to bed. It is my most sacred alone time. It's just me by myself being still in the middle of the night when everything else is quiet and I can sit in one place for hours and just live in my head. I mean, I sat all the way through a 14 hour flight to Japan without ever getting up before. So I am good at this y'all. So, you know, once I've gotten to the city part, what's my purpose? Well, that sphere tells me you will likely live many lives in one lifetime and therefore earn the nature of objectivity. People can come to you for the honest truth, be open to changes in your points of view. Um, and I, I'm feeling very grateful and lucky that I've had the privilege to, to work through a lot of this. And I am very objective in my thinking. And I think that's part of, you know, what brings me to where I am now. And, you know, as far as being open to changes in my points of view, hello, I'm Aerie. I, I'm open. I'm open. And if I say something wrong, if I do something wrong, I'm inviting and encouraging you to tell me, to call me out, call me in. Like, I want to know, I want to do better. I want to be better. I always tell anyone that works with me, like, you know, I want your feedback. And it's, you know, it's nice to hear the nice things, but what I really want to know is like, where were the sticky points? Where, where did you have some problems? What didn't feel aligned or what didn't feel right to you? Because I, I want to get into that. I want to, I want to fix that. You know, I want to create ease. I want to create flow. So there is that now my vocation sphere tells me that, um, I'm a friend maker and my gift is expressed through a truly genuine heart and an easy warmth with people and community. I'm here to create openness, help others overcome their fears and be an example of open-hearted communication. Um, and that I'm a natural sales sp- salesperson, spokesperson for what I believe in, and that I'm here to deliver messages that shake people out of their comfort zones and bring them to a new place inside of themselves. And, I could have saved myself so much time and energy and awful jobs, um, by just knowing this. And it's actually quite just as life works out. Like when I was going through my coaching certification, I wasn't ever planning on becoming a coach. Like this, this vocation, this is exactly what coaching is to me. And I'm so blessed that I'm living it now, but, um, I could have saved a lot of a lot of mental anguish by knowing this ahead of time. Because even the coaching thing, when I started this business, it was meant to be something very different. And I thought that I would stay in the corporate world, but just really kind of focus in on team building. And you know, I've always been the glue that holds groups of people together. In my office when i did work in in businesses and startups always kind of became like the the therapy room the come in and talk it out whatever you need you know to kind of get off your chest you need a perspective shift you need a morale boost like that's that's what i'm here for and so even when i was doing the coaching thing that serendipitously you know like i was talking about that podcast and astrology thing earlier that totally just fell into my lap i was not looking for it and i was just like okay you know i wasn't feeling confident enough in, you know, just going off on my own and doing this thing. And I felt like I needed some kind of certification. So I was like, this coaching thing will be a, you know, that'll be a good like feather in my cap as far as, you know, being like, oh yeah, I'm a certified coach. So I can, I can help you, you know, work with people. Right. And yeah, it's, it's actually my vocation. So I'm just, I'm doing it and it feels really good. And I honestly, I can't imagine doing anything else. Uh, so I am, I am here for it. Uh, and as far as, okay, so a couple more things, right? Cause I just find these jinkies like so fascinating. So there's also a sphere called your brand. Um, and mine is vision education. It tells me that I'm in tune with the long-term needs of others. I've got a vision to convey. And that vision is usually far ahead of its time. My gift is that I'm here to inspire creativity in others. Hello, we love that. That's probably why the Artist Ways Self Study Companion Course is like the most hopin' thing offering that I have on my website. Um, it it again, these things just line up, right? They just track. But um, it says to keep in mind that my transcendent vision um, will eventually lead us to collective prosperity, and all flourishing is mutual is a key tenant of this. So, hello, hop on board. We are all releasing scarcity and embracing abundance y'all that is what I'm here for um and we do that by being creative and just by being ourselves again by being radically authentic um I will keep just banging on about that because that's that's what it is so one more sphere one more sphere of my my jinkies because it's fascinating I don't know if it's fascinating to you or not but I um I'm gonna tell you anyway so there's another one that says Culture. Um, And this one tells me again, visionary of the group, I capture a vision of the mystery of life at the most profound level. Um, And it says, This makes you a magnet for anyone who has even a slight intuition that there is more to life than just everyday survival. So if you are listening to this right now, I am pretty sure that that's probably what you believe, even if it's not consciously, like that is in you. And I am here to amplify and grow that for you because you're not just here to survive. You are here to thrive. And I would love to help you with that. So oh, gene keys are so cool. Um, if you've ever wondered what that Morse code sounding intro to my podcast is, that's an audio representation of my life's work sphere in gene keys. Um, so like we said, all of the Gene Keys correspond back to one of the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching. And so earlier this year, I took a workshop with human design reader Ariana Mogg and Gene Keys reader Karen Lepage, who's the first guest on Airdrops in the next episode. Um, but the focus was on our conscious son in HD slash life's work in Gene Keys because, like we said, Gene Keys is an evolution of human design. So there's, there's a lot of overlaps there. Um, and one of the ways that they recommended tapping into that energy was by creating the corresponding hexagram in an audible way. Um, so that's what the intro to this podcast is because this is an extension of my life's work. Um, and so I, I also use it when I'm pulling cards, I'll tap that into a deck before I shuffle. Cause you know, I love to interlace and sprinkle my magic throughout everything that I can. Um, we're here for that. And also like, I'll put Ariana and Karen's links in the show notes because I believe they're getting ready to release that workshop as an on-demand class. And it was super fun to just kind of go deep into one aspect. Um, And that's the thing about gene keys. It's, they say it's the art of contemplation because you can really like, you're supposed to take time with these things. You're supposed to really allow them to like marinate and, and ruminate. And, you know, these aren't quick fixes Um, just like anything. Like it's, we don't just make instantaneous changes, right? Like it's, a, we are an evolution. We are constantly growing and changing. So, oh, that's, that's my three holy trinities of modalities. Um, They have truly changed my life and empowered me to be my most authentic self and if you are not using them yet, um, maybe that's something that you want to look into. Maybe it'll help you find some clarity and confidence in who you are and what you're here for. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to hear what that's like for you. Um, if you are looking to learn more about how you can incorporate these modalities into your life, you can check out the show notes or head over to collective-common-self. I'm getting ready to release, or maybe already have, depending on when you hear this, a self-systems dashboard that will walk you through more info on these three modalities, how to generate your own charts, how to read them, all for less than the cost of one reading in any of these modalities. So I ha- I have to say, I highly advocate getting a reading by an expert. They are amazing. And this this offering does not take the place of a proper reading. This is for people like me who maybe don't have the resources to jump in and and you know buy a bunch of readings, or maybe you're just not sure. You kind of want to get like dip your toe in the water. Just it's just to kind of like get a baseline of what everything is. And then once you find something you like, like go get a reading because every reader brings their unique insight and flavor to it and truly no two are the same. So um, you can start with the self-systems dashboard. I put in all of my favorite readers in each of these modalities so that when you're ready to go deeper, you have trusted resources there. And you know, the self-systems dashboard is really just to help you scratch the surface and get familiar with the terms, the concepts, get a lay of the land and let you start exploring your own chart in some way. So that's it. Drop me a voice note, voice note <laughs> over at anchor.fm slash airdrops. Hit me up with your hot takes, tasty tidbits. You know, I'm always here for those. And of course, I'm here to help you integrate those things into your life too. Um, in fact, all of my coaching packages currently include complimentary access to the self-systems dashboard. And it's something that we can explore together and help you really incorporate these things into your life. So um, yeah. That's it. We're going to get into a series of cozy conversations on the next airdrops with some of my favorite folks. And one of the questions that I ask all of them is to share a part of their chart in one of these modalities that really resonates with them. So you'll be able to get some more stories and insight on how others integrate their self systems into their lives. Um, And first up will be my fairy godmother, Karen LaPage. So make sure you've got notifications on for when that drops because it is a gem of a chat. So let's talk again soon. Yeah. Um, Be well, take good care of yourself and remember that you are exactly who you are for a reason. I hope you find a way to celebrate that today and I'm sending you so much love. Let's talk again soon.